this episode of Dinner with Pop, Isaac and Reed share a tasting menu of a variety of different topics, including the Olympics, the end of the finals, and, well, lots of stuff. Isaac, I'm back. Oh, you're back from the break. I'm back from the break. Last week we did an old episode, but now uh, we're doing a new episode. This is a new episode of the podcast, and that's why you're sitting here in front of this microphone. Uh, if just this morning I was thinking that like it felt like it's been a while since we've done one of these. I know one week off, which I guess is really two weeks off because we do these weekly. So yeah, two weeks between recordings. It felt like an eternity. I don't know how to do this anymore. Um. Yeah, you. I was abroad. You were abroad. Can you call Mexico abroad? No. I was below. Oh, okay. Okay. Not to jump into this already, but what does abroad mean? Is that just like over ocean? I don't know. I think of it as over ocean. I'm going to look at the definition of abroad. Please. Uh, which is uh, in or to a foreign country or countries or in different directions over a wide area. So it sounds like I was <laughs> abroad. Yeah, I guess you were abroad. Uh, we couldn't figure out how to podcast internationally because no. uh, I think there's a lot of like weird tax rules. And uh, I want to like deal with the feds of two different. Yeah. Um, you know, federal entities. I didn't want you to work during your vacation. Well, that too. This isn't work. This? This is a blast. This is a pure, pure... My definition fun. of work is something that I do in exchange for money. Uh-huh. Right. So that's why this is not work. Well, I get paid. Oh, shit. By who? <laughs> My father uh, will pay me a nickel every time he listens to a new episode. <laughs> Venmo, he's, he's, five he's, cents. He's like, good job. Good <laughs> effort. Good work. Another nickel. That's like, it's way below minimum wage. So so last week, I was just down five cents. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. You want me to spy you? Your... No, I, I think... Uh, I got some leftover pesos. Oh yeah, yeah. Just just hand those to me. Yeah, actually, like one one peso is is peso. Can I say that worse? A one peso is peso. I don't know. I feel like the isn't it more like pesos? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It is more like a peso. But I feel like peso is real. Like, do you think peso is called peso because it's like uh, pay so that yes. you can have this good? I think so. Absolutely. I think that's it. All right. Uh, Welcome to Dinner with Pop, the podcast where we, two basketball fans, learn everything we can about the past, present, and future of basketball in order to impress our dream dinner date, food and wine connoisseur, and five-time NBA champ, Coach Greg Popovich. I'm Reed O'Connor. This is my co-host, Isaac Benavidez. Hello, Mexico. (laughs) I wonder if we have um, a Mexican contingent of fans. Uh, like in Mexico, if we know people of Mexican descent, is this just ethnicity? Is it just our families? Yeah. Okay. If but, I if I alone can't get the Mexican fan base with us, then I'll I will be a waste of a. We gotta get the country of Mexico on our side. I will wear a, one of the Mexico uh, Olympics jerseys or the Concacaf jerseys. I'll I'll wear all of them. I'll wear the World Cup jersey. Did Mexico qualify for Olympic basketball. No. Dang. I don't think I think there's only we'll get in this we'll get into this later, but there's only like twelve teams that have advanced. Oh really? Yes. Oh wow. 
And so, like, they're all divided into groups of four right now, into like three like groups. And so they're they're, they're just doing stages right now. I see. They, each play, I jumped ahead, but they. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. I didn't know. I learned all of this this morning. I learned about three x three, but I didn't learn about the real. Not the real. I didn't learn about traditional basketball Olympic structure. Whoa, dude. I mean, we'll get into it later, but the the three-on-three women's team is really killing it right now. Absolutely killing it. Um, but yeah, welcome uh, back. Thanks, man. Happy to be back. Yeah. Happy to be back at it at Krispy Kreme. People really missed us, I think. I think so. I think I heard a lot of... I'm off Twitter. Gotta say it every episode. I'm contractually obliged. But when I quit Twitter, I said I would... I promise I would just talk about it as much as possible. Yes. So anyway, I didn't see anyone tweeting about us. Right. But I imagine that there was like a great, we were probably trending, like maybe not like number one, but maybe like number four in the U.S. I also wasn't in the U.S. Right, so even right. if I was on Twitter, I wouldn't have seen it. You were abroad. I was abroad. Um, I'm off of Instagram. Damn. We're quitters here. So I guess our podcast is really not going to get any reach. We are pro quitting. <laughs> Maybe you should run my Twitter and I should run your Instagram. It's probably better, honestly, since I'm more on Twitter. My screen time on my phone has been way down, which has been really nice. My screen time is like the same. I've just replaced it with other apps. It's pretty I bad. see. Not a good situation. That's We're fine. working on it, though. We're growing together, growing the podcast. While I was in Mexico, um, taking a lovely vacation, perhaps a little soon now that COVID is spiking again, but... Or we're wearing masks in front of each other right now. Yes. In person. Yeah, I have a cold. I've been tested. Mm. Negative COVID. Positive for having a cold. Yeah. I don't want you to see my my new mustache. I don't want to like... The thing is, and I don't want you to have to be subjected to this, is that now that I have a cold, I feel like I can't go in public because if I like cough or sneeze or something, uh-huh. I mean, everyone thinks you have COVID. Right. And I don't want to... It's like you don't want to spread people having a cold because yeah. then like they are going to go out and get tested when other people need those tests or they're going to like, I don't know, have to stay home from work. Cause you know, workplaces are like, don't come in if you have symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, it's as though I have it, but I don't have it. You just have like a, it's just a weird time to be walking around coughing and stuff. Yeah. It's a bad, I mean, That's arguably it. the worst time to walk around coughing. Uh, just a quick story, like during the early stages of the pandemic, I suffered from allergies a lot. Uh-huh. And so I would like sneeze a lot, but I would try to like suppress it as much as I can so that nobody shot me like a dirty look. And right. it was like, can we get this infected man out of here? Mm-hmm. Um, and now uh, I don't sneeze anymore. I don't sneeze ever again. You just learned to not I sneeze. Let, I let the sneeze just like instead of going outward, it just goes inwards up through my eyeballs, makes some bloodshot a little bit, that and it's un- all fine. That sounds unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, you- but you know what? No one thinks I have COVID. So that's good. You ever sneeze in the privacy of your own home, or even then, you're like you gotta work. You gotta keep your training up. Uh, I usually run like a faucet and I just sneeze into the water and then just um, it doesn't make any sense, really. But that's just how I've been doing things for the past year and a half. I like it. Whatever works for you, man. Can't believe I've just been lying for the past like three minutes, I guess. I believe it. I'm very gullible. It's like one of my most uh, beloved traits. It is. I think so. Even though I feel like I was on the um, receiving end of you. I feel like I joked with you a lot and 
You you uh, not I took advantage of my goal ability, but but preyed on it a little bit. For, yeah, for fun, like to to a in a uh, acceptable threshold. Yeah, I think now I really understood that I wasn't really joking with you. I was just straight up lying to you. <laughs> and that's what I was trying to say at the time. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. there's a difference between jokes and lies. Yeah, I don't know if I've learned the difference yet still, but I haven't had to speak to anybody in a year and a half besides you. So it's it hard. It doesn't uh, really. We're, we're all getting there. We're all figuring it out. It doesn't phase me. While I was uh, abroad. Yeah. Did you you didn't have to. You should have taken a vacation. Uh-huh. But did you do anything to like get us closer to having dinner with Pop? What what have you done for Pop lately? Uh what have I done for Pop lately is uh I personally have not once blamed Greg Popovich for Team USA's um shitting of the bed. That's huge. Yeah. That's big of you because it seems like that's been everyone's first instinct. It seems like all signs are pointing to Greg Popovich being a, uh, I wouldn't say incompetent coach, but certainly not at the uh, international level of play we've seen. Right. Um, well, I think a lot of what I'm, I'm also going to not blame Greg Popovich. Right. We can't. We can't. We literally he's, cannot. He's blameless. Right. He is doing what he does best, which is like getting the team to be cohesive as a team Mm -hmm. together, lots of ball movement. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily, or like the problem is that they've only been like practicing together for like a month or less. Right. And I mean, there's also the added like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Devin Booker are just coming off of like six games for the NBA finals who are a part of the team now. Right. And so they're showing up. But also uh, in the last game, Drew Holiday scored 18 points being like their like main scorer. So, I mean, I don't know what's going everyone, on with the team. Everyone before the Olympics started looking at that Olympic lineup was like true holiday. That's going to be the leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Not Kevin Durant, not Damian Lillard. Yeah. Which is wild because Drew holiday scored almost no points during the <laughs> NBA finals and still managed to make the Olymp- best plays. Olympic drew. I guess so. He's on holiday. Eh? Is that anything? <laughs> you know, it is something, actually. Do you think also, do you think they're able to have team dinners in the way that Greg Popovich would like them to? That would help them gel as a team? Or do you think the pandemic prevents that? And do you think that's why they're losing? It's really hard to say because I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know what any of the protocol stuff for the things are right. in Japan right now for the Olympics. I don't know if they can go to dinners. I don't know if things are open in Japan, actually. Yeah. Um but if I had to assume, yeah, I, I don't think that they're eating enough filet mignon. Yeah, not plus, getting enough uh, like Spanish reds. Yeah, they're not getting enough um, uh, mac and cheese or something like that. For sure, <laughs> mac and cheese for the table to share. Like yeah. everyone's like, mac and cheese sounds good, but I want to get like a real entree. And Pop's like, say no more. Let's get one for the table. What if uh, Pop is just like being like a little bit extra cheap in Tokyo <laughs> and they're like, are we going to go? On he, he doesn't understand the conversion, right? Or he like forgot to get uh-huh. yen. Oh, yeah. Like and he's, he's like, uh, with, we can't go out, y'all. He's like, we have food at home. What's the what's yeah, the deal the here? The Olympic Village is stocked up. Let's uh, let's get back in there. Also, Olympic Village has just been uh, attacked by COVID or something. Um, but, you know. I'm not here to talk about COVID. No, even though it's been a good, uh, good part of our 12 minutes so far. I'm not even here to talk about Greg Popovich. Whoa. I am actually. Oh, okay, good. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh it's a tough look for Pop, especially because 
we host a podcast called Dinner with Pop, and he's kind of like the main focal point of the show. But everyone's kind of just like on Twitter. Just Everyone's kinda... moving on from him, but we are not. Yeah, we're I, here for Pop. Maybe that's how. Maybe that's just how we get Dinner with Pop. Is that we're still in his side, being like, "It wasn't your fault, Pop." <laughs> and he's like, "Thank you," but it was. <laughs> <laughs> but at, yeah, then at dinner, and we're we're just talking to him, and then we're like, "All right, Pop, let's be honest here. This was your fault, right?" Yeah, and it's like after a couple of like drinks yeah and like some wine and he's like yeah it was me and then uh we just uh um, like, it's all right man yeah we console him and say like uh we'll, we'll always have your back pop but for the record we don't think it's his fault no i don't but if he thinks it's his fault right we'll be there for him whatever he says well we'll go along with yes absolutely i'm not gonna defy him but i will be like what if kevin durant uh i don't know played one in 15 minutes i guess that's also on you <laughs> but um yeah, I guess we'll get into this later, but how about uh, your three stars not bricking um, three-pointers at the very end of regulation there? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a coach or anything. Yeah, yeah, How about uh, making sure that France didn't, like, wildly in save, like, follow the ball until it, like, actually leaves the court. Do you see those? I feel no. like there are several times in the France game where, like, France would, like, I don't know who it was, like, Batum or mm-hmm. Fournier or whatever would, like, be, save the ball from going out of bounds Throw it to an open man because USA had already been like, it's going out of bounds. I'm not going to worry about it. And then get the, get a shot up. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I, that's I, like a real problem. Like a real like. I saw a play where like someone like the ball was clearly going out of bounds. But then like a player, I guess it was on France. They like still caught it like out of bounds and they just threw it back in. And yeah. Then, like, they got like an open shot there. Yes. Um, you got to stay on those balls. We don't know what these FIBA refs are doing. We don't know when they're going to call it's out or whatever. seems like they're not going to call. No. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the game's too soft. The league's soft. Um, but, yeah, you want to get into the Yeah. Show? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so today we usually do a daily spe- or weekly special for our topic of the week. This week, there's kind of a lot going on between the Olympics, which I guess we mostly already talked about. But between the Olympics and the finals ending, so we thought we'd do a tasting menu, if you will. I know I will. Um, So we're going to talk about a couple different things, kind of wrap up the regular NBA season, talk about the Olympics and and some other uh, basketball happenings. Yeah. So first things first, congratulations are in order. Yes. For the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. I thought you were going to say congratulations are in order to me for getting... Uh, my finals predictions so wrong. No, 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 no. I would never uh, congratulate something like that. I don't reward um, stupidity, ignorance, failure. Yes. <laughs> uh, no. Yes. I mean, congrats to Giannis. I the Bucks. I don't remember what your picks were. Do you remember at all? I said I think I said on our last episode the Bucks had won one game. Yes. And I said uh, Suns in five. Okay. And you, I think, I don't want to call you out, but did you say Suns in six or Suns in? I think it might have been Suns in six. I did not have Milwaukee winning this right, series. Right, neither of us did. But I was like more bullish on the Suns than you. Uh, mm. And then we talked to my brother who said Suns in four. He li- yeah, he said Suns in four. Yeah. And my dad was also Suns. And so I'm starting to think that we beefed it. My dad said Suns in four, too, I think. I mean, they came out like strong in those first two games. It didn't, and Giannis looked kind of lost and uh, didn't look good. But then he 
comes back and in game six scores 50. Yeah. It was nuts. I think we were watching game three or four here at, at, at my place. And I think Giannis had like 42 with like a couple minutes left. Was this the uh, was this the Drew Holiday strip game? Maybe I don't remember. But anyway, I was like, "Could Giannis do 50? And you were like, "No." And then Giannis came back in Game Six. Oh, I see. Yeah, and did oh, this the game we watched together. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the strip game, but uh, yeah, I think what I've learned during this playoffs is that you got to keep the faith. I mean, I wasn't rooting for anybody in particular for this series, but. I wanted a good series, but you can say you can literally say whatever you want, and like you can you can say Suns and four, Suns and five, or whatever. I mean, I think that's what we're learning as new like NBA analysts, yeah. which we I think are yeah acclaimed NBA analysts. I'll say right. Hey, you can you can absolutely have whatever take you want, and then when you're wrong, you're just like whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's. Uh, uh, I think that's why people get away with uh, like uh, Stephen A. Smith, like sports talk shows, because they can literally just say whatever they want. And someone's just like, what about that thing you said? And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, things happen in sports all the time. Yeah. It's kind of a bullshit industry, I guess. Now I that uh, I, I, I'm loving being a part of it. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, it's uh, you go with your gut and then when you're wrong, you're like, I don't know. Here's the thing, though, is I want to be correct about this. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I want to be right. It would have been sick. I would have come back on this episode and been like, <laughs> what I say, Sons and Five, let's go, Devin Booker. I just got back from Mexico. Devin Booker's Mexican. I'm Mexican. Let's freaking go, dude. Do you think if uh, Devin Booker played for the Mexico national team instead of the U.S. national team, they would have qualified for the Olympics? No. Okay. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know anything about Mexican basketball. Me neither. I don't even know if it exists. I don't know. I've heard rumblings of an expansion team going to Mexico City. I like mean, outside chances. I think that it'll be like Vegas and Seattle, but yes, yeah, the, yeah. Mexico City seems like a really um, appealing place for the NBA, but I don't know if we're going to get. I think we're going to get more games like. What's up? Sorry, I, I, I just remember talking about the NBA in Mexico City. I walked by a store mm-hmm. in like this fancy neighborhood. In Mexico City, that was like an NBA store. Mm-hmm. And inside the store, they're closed because it was late. Mm-hmm. Inside the store, there are still posters up of James Harden as a Houston Rocket. I and, see. Uh, I thought that was like, I was like, Mexico City, you're not going to get an NBA team if you can't keep your posters up to date. That's, like, that's true. That's that's the kind of the benchmarks that the NBA is looking for, I think, is are your posters up to date? Right. Then we'll give you a team. Yeah, it's nothing to do about marketability or like the convenience of players getting to and from the city. It's right, right, or mostly what the Foot Locker has on travel the travel time. Yeah, right. None of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, did you have any feelings seeing that James Harden poster there with him wearing a Rockets jersey? I don't know. I think I was just like, huh. I don't know. I didn't even like, I was just like, I've, I've fully at least taken my hands off the wheel of Rockets fandom. I've mm-hmm. just been like, eh, whatever happens, happens. I see. Like when they all come back when it's fun. I don't know. They're trying to get the number one pick. They're trying to trade for some stuff is what I read. Let's see it happen. We'll see Christian will get some help out there. Uh, moving on to, uh, I just want to go back to the Bucks championship. Yeah. Did you see any of the, uh, what is it, the uh, parade? No. Oh, well, I saw P.J. Tucker, like, yeah, drowning yeah. himself in champagne. Yeah. Um, 
He was and it's saying that there are dogs. I did see yes. that. I like that. I love PJ Tucker. I'm really happy. Like, I'm happy for this Bucks team. I'll say this. I said this. I wanted the Suns. I was rooting for the Suns. But this is like one where I was like, I just picked the Suns arbitrarily. Like, I was a neutral fan. I'm like, I like that Bucks team. I love Giannis. I love Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. Uh, Thanasis, all great. Thanasis is the only NBA champion to win it in his hotel room. <laughs> And he'll forever um, just be like the MVP of quarantine, I guess. Did you see that? I think uh, during the celebration on the court, um, Giannis was like FaceTiming someone. Mm -hmm. And people, I don't know if they saw the screen or whatever, people were thinking he was FaceTiming um, the NASS. I was like, tell him to break quarantine and come. Yeah, I think there was like a clip afterwards. And I think Giannis already has like the... uh, ceremonial ski goggles for like the champagne showers and he's just like mess like facetiming with the nasus and he's saying uh i don't care about protocol i'm gonna just go to the room open the, you're gonna open the door to your hotel room we're gonna get you out of there oh no which is um it's very justin turnery yeah it was just about dodgers to say. just like uh well, i guess the season's over we have no boss anymore besides uh i guess adam silver's out there but they're not really responsible for us anymore. Right. I guess they could have done it, but, you know, I guess good for Giannis. For, I was saying good, good for Thanasis. Yeah. I mean, he play, he did his part. He played his part. <laughs> he did some four minutes a game. Yeah. Stuff. He, uh, he was there. He knocked on the f- wooden floor. Yeah. Time. Helped out. His also, uh, Giannis made every free throw in that game six. Oh, did he really? He was like 17 for 19. Damn. And so I think uh, people counting him down really prepared him for that moment. I'm proud of him. I mean, everything, all the storylines that we plucked out for our podcast have really come to a head in this finals. Um, I just want to revisit uh, my comments about the Phoenix fan base being on drugs. Okay, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Um, did you watch the game? I guess it was five. five. The man with the money. Yes. Yes. And this having seen that. Yes. I would like to formally formally uh-huh. issue you an apology. Yeah. Because the Phoenix fans are on drugs. I see. Or were on drugs. Right. Here's what I have to say. One, I, I accept your apology. I appreciate this. Uh, you coming out with this. But seeing the money counting guy really infuriated me i was so angry seeing him and i and i actually i want to tell you that i don't think that these fans are on drugs anymore because anybody anybody who is doing that sober showing off the money like that which he clearly looked like he was just like happy to be on camera doing this thing was really embarrassing for me as a um fan who likes basketball and who would like to be captured on to those 8k cameras i was really annoyed by him yeah and any coolness from like the guy being like on peyote or whatever <laughs> was just wiped away by that i, I mean it, it was it was like not as cool as everybody else was like headbanging and really just like yeah the guys like vibing out even yeah. like sons and four guys like questionably violent person here's the thing is that i feel like okay maybe this is it and it's like it seems like all the Phoenix fans who were excited to be there were just like genuinely in the moment 
Whereas like this guy, it seemed like he came oh. pre- prepared to do this on the screen. You nailed it. I'll edit it down to just that. Thank maybe. you. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I can find cuts to make that as short as it was because it was just like me being baffled by how whack that dude was. Yeah, but I'm glad we got that out of the way. Congratulations to the Bucks. The NBA, the NBA season is officially over now. Congratulations to Phoenix area drug dealers. <laughs> I just want to say now, my I just want to give you my finals predictions for next season. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's never too early. Uh, so I think in the finals, we're going to get the Brooklyn Nets uh-huh. versus the San Antonio Spurs. And that's Ooh. all I have to say about Ooh. that. Maybe. That's all I have to say about that. Let's see it. We're going to get a motivated pop who's going to be blown out of the Olympics in the first preliminary rounds. Don't say that. Um, you know, we'll see. You don't think they'll do well against Iran? I mean, I, I who knows, honestly. But yeah, let's, let's move on to uh, uh, U.S. men's basketball team. Yeah, they lost to France. They did. They lost their other prelims. and Some of the players are complaining that they don't like playing Spurs style basketball. Yeah, there was I think there was like an article written like this morning that on right. Bleacher Report that the players yeah. are frustrated so, by. I think uh, the Bleacher Report one was like citing an athletic one oh, or something. Right. But I stopped paying for the athletic, so I have no idea what Interesting. Said. But but we will pay to the athletic if they want to put this podcast on there. Absolutely. I will listen. The athletic does great work. But unfortunately, until this podcast starts making money, I cannot afford it. It's true. So if the athletic would like to buy this podcast, I will in turn pay for an athletic subscription. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so this uh, did you watch this um, basketball game? No, I mean, I was I'm confused, a confused by the time zones. Right. Because I think it was like at 3 a.m. or something like that. B, I think I was traveling. Okay. And C... There's no C, but I watched the highlights. Yeah, I watched and the highlights It looked like too. it was fairly close until the end. Yeah, I think that the end really just got out of hand. Right. But this loss uh, apparently is their first loss in 2004. Since 2004? Yeah, they have been perfect in Olympic basketball play. <sighs> Stressing me out. Does it really? Yeah. I mean, I like... I mean, for pop, mostly, I don't love, like, nationalism, but... I, I also like all these players. Yeah. I would like them to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, France also is not a bad team with Batum. Uh, they got the real they got the real geek on there. Rudy Gobert. Uh, Gobert, my least favorite NBA player. <laughs> Evan Fournier. Thank you for saying Gobert. I, I like completely banked his name. No, yeah, you said Batum and Fournier. And uh, you know who else is on there? Who? Luau Cabaret. Is that true? Uh-huh. I don't know if he played, but he's on the roster. I think Frank Nilakina might be also on the team. He is. So this team, that's that's all five of their NBA guys. Okay, but that's really kind of all you need. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, like if you're not going to play Kevin Durant for more than 15 minutes, like the, the arguably the best player in the NBA, is he hurt? Is he like no. recovering or something? No, I don't think so. I think this is just down to really bad team losses. Like, because I think in that France game, like they had that one last possession where they all could have like gone up but they all just went for like three pointers i guess and yeah. like they just call just ki- i don't know it just seems off like the ball's different it seems like and then also like the rim might be different or something like it's they just also- haven't like clicked as a team yet in a way that they absolutely need to figure out how to do because this level of talent should not be i mean rudy gobert and fournier those guys are good mm-hmm. but they're not 
as good as anyone on the NBA roster. I mean, NBA, Team USA roster. I'm at the point now where when they play Iran on Wednesday, I I don't know if they're going to like change their style of play because I because of this like Spurs right. style or whatever. Like, I don't really know what they want. Like, I don't know if they want to just like keep like jacking up threes like that because it seems like they're just like not falling for these people. Right. For, like, they're not falling for any of the players. And Live I imagine by the three die by the three. I imagine like these like international teams are like desperate to win this thing. I think so. I think there that that might also be a a case that's happening where it's like everyone wants to prove themselves against Team USA where Team USA feels like they should can just waltz to the to the gold. I think Pop had a quote that said like I don't know why everyone expects us is not verbatim. I don't know why everyone expects us to just win. We have to work hard too. Yeah. And I think that probably goes for the players as well as like i think he's mostly talking about fans and media being like why are you losing yeah but the players probably expect to win and france and australia and nigeria in the exhibition games are coming out like we want to beat team usa yeah i'm gonna see uh the who's in the bracket okay so for group a which is what the united states group is in they have France, Czech Republic, and Iran. Uh, they should win against Czech Republic and Iran. Yes. They probably should have won against France. Probably, but... Here, here's a team that I'm personally just kind of like really like int- int- intrigued by is the Australian team. I mean, yeah, me too. Because, I mean, they have Patty Mills, uh-huh. who like seems like he's hell-bent on like wanting to really put a last, uh, Australian basketball on the map. FIBA Patty. FIBA Patty, he loves being, he loves uh, really representing his indigenous roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he got, who else is on that team? Dante Exum. The guy. Um, uh, uh, our friend, uh, your friend and mine, who we just photoshopped for Catherine um, from the 76ers. Uh, we didn't photoshop him. We photoshopped uh, Matisse Tybal. Oh, I was thinking Matisse Tybal. Thank you. Oh, it's just Tobias Harris. Yeah. Tobias Harris is not. Sorry. Uh, quick happy birthday to Catherine, you know. Just uh, shout shouts out, <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, Matisse Thibel is on the team, and so Sorry. is um, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, old white guy from yes. the um, Jazz. I saw Joe. Um, Matthew Della Vadova, uh, Cavs legend. Wow. Uh, who played with LeBron, and he was kind of like a feisty little guy. Deep cut. Uh, yeah, and the Australian team just seems... Uh, Can you believe it? I'm always doing some embarrassing mix-up. But you're not left with the mix-up. The, mi- the mix-ups are getting cleared. Okay, thank you. No, it's, not, it's not an issue. It's Matisse Thibault is on the Sixers, right? 100%. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you. I mean, Matisse, Tobias, Matisse, Harris. I watched Matisse's YouTube videos, and yeah. I thought he was Tobias Harris. Embarrassing. <laughs> you watch the videos, okay. Yeah. Now now, now the excuses are, a little, are running dry now, so I can only bail you out so much. Right. But for your future reference... I got your back. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, so moving on now, we got the um, uh, less embarrassing Americans team in the Olympics is the U.S. women's three-on-three team. 3x3, let's go. I uh, read online that people out loud say 3x3. They do. Yeah, I don't know if I've, I haven't heard it out loud, so this might have been a prank that I read. I read it on Wikipedia that it was pronounced three-on-three. Oh. I have not watched a game besides like YouTube highlights because, again... Same. You can't watch these things in regular in our time here in Los yeah, Angeles. Same. 
but this uh, women's basketball three on three team is doing like undefeated right now. It's 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 a it's a cool format. Yeah, you like the format? It's neat. It's interesting. It's like weirdly specific that it has to be like outdoors. They built this like canopy for it. It's like half court. There's yeah, four yeah, players yeah. on the squad, but you don't poop three at a time. A lot of substitutions. Yeah. Oh, there are. It's is is it, is it ten minutes? Yeah, ten minutes like max, and it's also like first twenty one. Oh, I see. I see. So it's like I mean, it's and it's ones inside the three point line, and then two outside the three point line. Okay. So it's like uh, I don't know. It's like how you play pickup, and there there are like fouls called right. I, I there saw, are I fouls. Saw someone take a free throw. Yes, there are, and the free throws are also worth one point. Okay. And it's like for fouls inside the arc, and I think, but I think they're like less called less often. Mm. So I don't know what like what's a foul and what's not a foul. I didn't get like that. Yeah, yeah, deep yeah. into the rules, but I don't know. I think it's a cool format. They, they like started doing FIBA started doing it in 2007, and then they started or they like approved it in 2007, and then they first played it in the 2010 Youth Olympics, and then this is the first like I guess adult Olympics. I don't know what you call this. <laughs> yeah. um, that they've had it in. It got oh, approved okay. by the Olympics in 2017. So. Oh, so, is this, so this is the first year that it's like happening right now? In like, the Olympics. In the but Olympics. FIBA's been doing yeah, yeah, of yeah. stuff for it. Is FIBA like, um, this is like, it might be stupid, but is like FIBA like a part of this? Like, uh, I think FIBA, that's something I don't know that maybe I should know. But I assumed that what FIBA is doing is like basically handling basketball for the Olympics. Okay, yeah, because I, I, f- I feel like I saw, like, the FIBA had their own rankings, and that's how, like, they were, like, ranked in, like, Olympic, like, I don't even know what the words are, but it seemed like FIBA was, like, just really tied to, like, how teams are ranked and, like, yeah. how, we're, how we're viewing these teams. Um, cool. I guess uh, I hope I get to watch this uh USA women's team on three on three. Me too. Uh, USA women's like the five on five, five on five. Mm-hmm. The, your traditional basketball is starting. I think what's today. I think today. Okay. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Again, the time zone. Yeah, I yeah. Find it's really incredibly baffling. I can't remember who their first game's against, but um, that should be fun too. But they're starting too. Yeah, they're starting today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like at first, because when I was um, doing research for the podcast, I was trying to like see how the women's basketball team was doing in the traditional basketball, and that's how I found this three by three, three oh, on three, three x three stuff. Um, that just happened, and then I morning. thought that like this was the only way they were doing women's basketball, and I was like, what? what? Yeah, you were like, let me write to the IOC or whatever. Yeah, they let's. Are. We gotta get. Where's Sue Bird? Um. Anyway, she's on she, the she's there. team. Yeah. Also, isn't she like forty or something? Yeah, Sue Bird is uh, just kinda, wild. She's kind of out here just winning championships. She's amazing. Yeah, she really is. Uh, that whole team is actually. I mean, we're gonna start watching more WNBA now. Yeah, that, I think uh, so. I think we should absolutely do a WNBA episode. Sure. Um, coming up. Um. Yeah, if you're a fan of WNBA, you want to be a guest on this podcast, let us know. Please, we don't care. We don't. Any, we accept all comers. Um, really quickly, I just want to give a shout out to to Kelsey Plum, who is on the Las Vegas Aces. Oh yeah, she yeah. used to be the San Antonio Spar- Stars WNBA team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, any ace, I think I'm going to always look at as a San Antonio. Are you going to be an ace fan? Aces fan? Do you yeah. Consider yourself, are they your team or? 
Kind of, but it's kind of hard to because they were just in the finals last year. And so it's like, am I joining the bandwagon? But then it's also like, you know, I like Asia Wilson. I like uh, um, who else is on the team? Elizabeth Cambage. Mm -hmm. Um, And now Kelsey Plum. So, uh, but, you know, Serena Ionescu, still who I am really just rolling with. Yeah, she's great. She's so fun to watch. Uh, bad actor. Just yes. kidding. Just, That's all just right. kidding. Chris Paul's a bad actor, too. Uh, he's a bad actor and a bad basketball player, too. Did, ooh, did, did you hear? Ooh, did you see? Spicy. Uh, uh, just kidding. Yeah. Hope your wrist is okay. Chris I feel Paul. real bad for him. Uh, did you see this? Um, just going back to the finals and Chris Paul. Uh, people were like, oh, he walked off the court as soon as... Uh, they lost, mm. but on the like it wasn't shown on the TV broadcast. But while Giannis was taking those last free throws, close to the end, he was like dapping everyone on on the Bucks up mm. and like went over to their coach and all that stuff. And oh, I see. So I just want to say he, he didn't walk right off the court. He did say goodbye, but he did kind of also throw in the towel during the last like minute of the game. Good, good. It's uh, it's uh, truly. Um... What a difference like a week and a half makes because just a week and a half ago, he was uh, talking shit at the uh, Staples Center, tucking out his jersey, just saying, yeah, yeah. And then to see him like a week later, just head down, dapping everybody up with a minute in the game. That's my superstar. Yeah. There's a lot of Chris Paul trash talk. That, uh, I feel like we've, we've got a lot of threads on this podcast. Ones that we don't like Chris Paul. We do like Giannis. We talk a lot about, like, I mean, I guess it's because it's been the finals yeah. and it's been the playoffs and there's only a couple teams left. But I feel like we talk a lot of shit about Chris Paul. <laughs> and we, like, are all, I don't know why we were rooting for the Suns at all. Um, You know, I stopped rooting for the Suns when they beat the Clippers and that's when, uh, it, that's when it just shifted. Yeah. It's like, you know, I gotta get better at that, though. Just for future reference, just to be more of like uh, not to not get too invested into these. Uh, nah, it's fun. I mean, if that's how you consume basketball and, and, and like it helps you enjoy it, I don't know. Get invested. I, I like picking people to root for. I do this like when when March Madness happens, we'll we'll do this too. But I like picking the March Madness bracket just because then I'm like, oh, go uh, Rutgers or whatever, <laughs> some school I don't give a shit about, and I'm just like really invested. There's so many of those teams. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so another thing we can just briefly discuss is the draft is coming up this week. Who you got? Who I got? I can't. I don't know anything about this draft <laughs> coming up. They say it's a. They, they say it's an excellent year to draft players in the top ten or whatever. But I think the Zion Williamson guy is going to be a star. Oh, I see. Um, I think uh, you know who else is like who's like viewed as like the next big star in this draft. Huh. LeBron James, I think. Yeah, or, yeah. I think he's a. Uh, this Michael Jordan guy out of UNC. Yeah. He's going to do some big things. What if like there was just like an all time draft like uh, like um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have anything to say about this. <laughs> not, 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 like, d- jump in. <laughs> just, I think the answer is just like Michael Jordan goes number one yeah, or yeah. two. Or, anyway. yeah. Is that is that is that just what like the uh, who are the best players in the NBA? I bet you could do this on like 2K or something. This is kind of interesting now. Like, what if I like what if like, we just like do like a deep dive on like all the number one picks and just rank to those people? It could be our draft episode. Oh man, <laughs> this podcast is going a lot. Maybe next year's draft. I don't know. We don't have to um, look out next year. <laughs> yeah, but this draft, I I just never really know anything about the draft coming up. Like I know like when 
I think San Antonio was drafting at 11 or something like that, mm-hmm. 11 and 12. But I don't even know who has number one. I think Detroit has a number one pick, actually. I really, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. But the interesting, the interesting thing about the draft is for me, because if you're not like a lottery team, like in the first like 13 or whatever it is, 12, um, you're like in the back end. So you're getting like just like lower picks. And mm. uh, unless your team is like really shitty where you're like at the front, like it, it, it's like, I think that's when it like, like the Houston. draft. Yeah, that, that's I think that's when like the draft is like, Got to get this guy for the rebuild. Well, that's the weird thing. And I'm going to talk out of my ass because I don't know where they're going to fall or if they've, the picks have been selected or whatever. Mm-hmm. But isn't Houston like they gave away all their picks to Oklahoma for Westbrook, right? Yeah. Like, so do they even get this pick? I don't know. All right. The, 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 I think I mean, I think like once the- again, a very well researched pod and simultaneously well, during like draft nights, they'll say like, um, like, it, like Houston will still make the pick, right? And then they'll be like, but just but like it the, on the ticker, to. it'll just say like, yeah, the t- that belongs to the Grizzlies. This pick or something okay. like that. But what I like about the draft is that like trades can happen during this time, where like someone will be drafted as like, like Kawhi getting drafted to the Pacers, right? But then they also trade for yeah him for San Antonio. Do you think we is this? Do we know if this draft is going to be in person? Right. I don't know. The NFL draft was in person. I, I I can't imagine if it's going to be now. I mean, I I, I have no idea. Yeah. Again. Again. Well <laughs> Again. I mean, I I'll tell you what three on three is. Yeah, me too. I was fucking... like, I know all about the three on three rules. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. fine. I, I'm curious to see what I imagine everyone wears and stuff. I imagine the draft episode will be next week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> heads up, heads listener. up, teasers. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, you know, all types of wacky shit can happen during this thing, which I, you know, it's always fun. Cause like we're now, we're now we're getting, we just got a trade today. Yeah. Uh, and there was picks involved with that. Yep. Uh, Grizzlies now have the 10th pick and also Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe and Mm -hmm. Pelicans traded down their picks. So they're like now picking like. 12th or something. I, I don't remember. And they got uh, Valenciennes. They got Jonas Valanchunas. Valanchunas. Is that all they got? I think, and, and the picks. I think and they the they got, they just got the pick. They, I mean, they just got the one player and the picks. I wonder if that's for like trading during draft night or something. I don't know. I saw Kevin O'Connor liked the move for both teams, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin. Well, this, on the pod. this is breaking news. Kevin O'Connor's my cousin. Um, right. Free agency is also coming up. Yes, it is. August 2nd. And this is where... I feel like that'll be a big day. Yes, it will be. I'm sure... Uh, we'll see, maybe I'll get back on Twitter just for the day. I think you have to. Yeah. I think you have to get on Twitter like the night before. Because shit starts going down like that midnight. Yeah. Or, yeah, what was it? It was, like, last time we were around, uh, Paul George and Kawhi signed with the Clippers. Right. That happened, like, at night. I was nuts. Yeah. And that's always uh, exciting for us to... I feel like that really gets people back into, like, the zone yeah. for NBA stuff and it's NBA so, Twitter. It's so wild how, like... You said we wouldn't have stuff to talk about in the offseason, but I feel like we've already talked about on this episode 
Yeah. So many things that we could do full episodes on. Right. I think once I, again we're having a podcast meeting on the podcast. I think I was mostly just like, I don't want to talk about anything anymore. <laughs> so I think you should leave Sketch. <laughs> we won't be around anymore. Yeah. Get all this shit off me. <laughs> um cool. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. That pretty much does it. It's a little different from a normal episode, but thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back throughout the off season, like we've talked about with a ton of different topics. Definitely on more on the Olympics, probably on the draft, WNBA. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and thanks for sticking with us last week as we did uh, an old episode. Um, Zeke, you got anything you want to say? Um, I don't. Uh, Michael. Hi, bud. Hello. Calm down. <laughs> but in the words of a distressed man, my arm. <laughs> Michael is back. He was on a walk with Beth, and now he's back. And uh, he gets very excited when Isaac's here. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. Bye.